On Being listeners. This is Marie Sambalay, one of the audio producers here at On Being Studios, and this is Living the Questions, where Krista responds to questions from you. So you've heard a few of these now, but in this one, you're going to be hearing something a little different. It'll be my voice as well as Krista's as I ask Krista the questions that you sent in. This time, our conversation centered around the idea of vulnerability and empathy and how we can cultivate those in our own lives. A big topic that's kind of in the air on and in our conversations and on everyone's minds these days is the question of vulnerability. Um, you know, we talk about vulnerability at work, in our relationships, um, in public. And I'm just wondering, I'm curious how you define vulnerability. What does it mean to you to be vulnerable? Hmm. Well, I don't think I'm any better at vulnerability than anyone else, even if I can quote Brene Brown and tell you all the science behind vulnerability. Um, it's just such an example of how... Um, just strange we are and how sweet, right? That we need Brene Brown to come along with her science and like we need to be able to see into our brains to kind of rediscover this basic truth that never stopped being true, that we're really, that we are vulnerable from the beginning to the end. And what I'm really aware of and try to to work with myself on in my own struggle with this is that it's just being kind. I think we have to be kind to with ourselves in the fact that while this may be an elemental truth, it's not comfortable to lean into it. And also that we've just been completely trained and educated not to feel this, not to be comfortable with it being part of our truth about ourselves and certainly not to show it to the outside world. But when we don't do that, we're not actually being whole and we're not being authentic. So I, if there is a, any kind of benefit to knowing, to being in this conversation as I am, I just try to carry that knowledge around with me and get more I don't know, let it be more at home, not just in my head, but in my body. It's like, you know, I always say that pain and fear, when they show themselves, come out looking like anger. I mean, I think vulnerability is like pain and fear, and, and pain and fear are nuances of vulnerability, or vulnerability is involved in both of them. And we tie ourselves up in knots and get into a lot of trouble with actually what we cover vulnerability over with. Uh, so I think some people maybe get more aggressive because they're vulnerable to mask the vulnerability even from themselves. And I think what I do is I just I find it really embarrassing <laughs> and I don't like to be embarrassed. And so I'm trying to just when I realize that that's where I'm going and what I'm feeling to actually just feel that and not reach for something else to make that go away to let it be okay that I feel embarrassed and then to kind of just interrogate that and try to wander back to just the pure, true reality of being vulnerable, whatever that means in in any situation. It's life-giving because it's humanizing. and And although it is an expression 
of imperfection. You know, perfection was just this terrible myth that we've had that just makes us crazy to constantly pursue. And so if I allow the vulnerability to be true, then strangely, my presence in the world is more whole. Like I am more complete. Mm. I mean, as you say, it's countercultural to welcome that in your life and to embrace it. But what are some things that you've learned about what we can do in our own lives to cultivate vulnerability as a value and as a culture and bring that forth in how we live with each other? You know, I really think this is, it's almost, we almost wander into the territory of of developing virtues here. I mean, somehow that being real and honest, even about, just about ourselves and our ragged edges is a form of that, is a virtue. And then like any other virtue, we really like have to, we have to practice it like any muscle, we have to flex it. And because it's been, this is a very withered muscle because, you know, we've been taught to hide this at all cost. So I think the first step is just, you know, having these conversations, like letting this reality settle and becoming just a little bit more conscious by just, you know, I want to say again, like be very kind to yourself, but push yourself, kind of like urge yourself, invite yourself to like to stick with whatever, whatever sensations and whatever resistance arises, whether for you it's like to be tougher because you feel vulnerable or like me to be embarrassed because you feel vulnerable. Notice that and then don't get mad at yourself when you go there, but just keep noticing it. And flexing the muscle of pulling back to the reality, the truth, which is the vulnerability. I mean, I think the the incredible side effect or ripple effect of being at home, being at peace with our vulnerability in any situation is that it means that you have to develop compassion for yourself. And this just becomes like basic spiritual growth, basic spiritual discipline and knowledge that you then you start to understand that this doesn't make you special, that everybody else is struggling with this too. And I think you start to get curious and aware that what other people present as strength or what feels like resistance or aggressiveness is also a reflection of this struggle they're having. And so you, it very organically make, allows you to start to take in the complexity of others. The complexity of others, including what they're not saying, including maybe when you can start to really imagine and understand that that what they're expressing or how they're behaving may even be the opposite of how they're feeling. It opens up a lot of possibility between you and others. That's lovely. So vulnerability can kind of nurture a sense of empathy with other people. and Yeah, it is something we have elementally in common. And some people might say... Being able to choose or embrace vulnerability is can be a privilege, that a privilege of those who are in circumstances safe enough to be able to do that. So how do you think through that? Yeah, that's such an important piece of uh, nuance. Yes, we are vulnerable, but we are not called to to be vulnerable or carry our vulnerability out front at every time and place in every situation. And uh, And I'm not talking about vulnerability as not being safe. In fact, there are a lot of hard edges in our world right now and in our time. There are people who are on like the front lines of danger. 
and you know we get to be discerning about this right like it would be it would be wrong to talk about this vulnerability in those situations as a virtue what i do think about this though is if we understand vulnerability as our common human birthright as something we share i think that means that those of us walking through the world in any given situation at any given time who for whom it is safer to be vulnerable kind of do that on behalf of others right that's what i think you know bridge people it's always talk about you know the calling to be bridge people i think that's a this is one way to describe what it looks like and what's happening when someone steps into that space 